You ready, friend? This week started by changing the clocks, has a full moon, and ends with Friday the 13th. Today, by the way, is Monday, March 9th, but did you know it's also National Nap Day? This date was chosen for National Nap Day in 1999 because studies have shown that people are already at their most tired and sleep-deprived after daylight savings changes. So if you've never indulged in any of these ridiculous random holidays, let today be your first. Hi and hello! You have found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. When we were kids, we were threatened with naps and being sent to our rooms as punishment. But now, being sent to my room and being told to take a nap sounds like a treat. And that's sort of our attitude about naps in this household. We're like, oh, look, you have an hour until we need to do something. So that means we have enough time and we get to take a nap. Yay! (laughs) Yes, I know this is a little tricky, but I really value my sleep and I love a daytime nap. I had assumed that this was just because I was a poor sleeper at night, but it turns out for a lot of us, an afternoon nap is just what we need. Naps have been getting great press lately, and for good reason. Research shows that they boost memory, improve performance, make your brain work better, and reduce stress. In fact, NASA even did some precise research to figure out what the perfect nap length is. NASA's ultimate recommendation is power naps between 10 and 26 minutes long. They say you'll get the most benefit from a sleep cycle without any of the grogginess associated with longer sleep periods if you indulge in naps in that time frame. If you're sitting there thinking, that sounds nice, but come on, Indiana, I don't actually have time to take a nap. I hear ya. (laughs) When my children were babies, nothing would elicit an eye roll from me like another mom advising me to nap when the baby naps. Nap when the baby naps? No. (laughs) When it was just Jude, I had no idea how long he would nap. So if he did doze off, I used that time to shower, to throw laundry in, or to make myself a sandwich. I had no time to sleep when the baby slept. And then with each subsequent baby, I could not sleep when the baby slept because I had to take care of other children. But now, now I take naps more days than I do not. But if you're not a napper, fear not. There's a bunch of research out about napping because as a society, we are underslept. One out of three people in the United States report sleeping less than six hours a day. And nearly that same amount report that they like to take daytime naps. But the Washington Post just published an article titled, Naps Don't Work for Everyone, Genetic Differences Are Why. Basically, some people wake up from a short nap and feel refreshed, more alert, and can perform better, whereas other people wake up from a short nap and feel more groggy or even like they have the flu. Basically, I'm just saying, if naps aren't your thing, don't sweat it. And if you're a person who has time to take a nap and you're just a great nap taker, by all means, continue napping. Just don't be so braggy about it with friends that may not have the chance to nap or who don't even feel good after a nap. Because here's the thing. The National Sleep Foundation notes that quiet wakefulness, so just resting instead of falling asleep, can give you the same benefits of napping. 
It can give brain cells, muscles, and organs a break, reducing stress and improving mood, alertness, creativity, and more. So the next time you're tired at work or at home, mom and so hard, sleep or rest, even if it's just for 10 minutes. If anyone complains, just point them to this research and tell them that if catnaps are good enough for astronauts on the job, they're definitely good enough for us. The first time I had coffee was after my junior year of college. I was in summer school and my roommate Schwan was a coffee drinker, like had a pot with a filter in our room and everything kind of coffee drinker. And one night I had procrastinated writing a big paper, surprise, surprise, and I asked Schwan if she could brew me a pot of coffee. She did. And I drank that entire pot during an all-nighter writing. You would think that it would have shocked my system, that I would not have slept for days after, and that my stomach would have been torn to shreds. But mind you, this was not my first dance with caffeine. I grew up drinking Mountain Dew. I cracked a sun-kissed soda for breakfast instead of orange juice. And I swear my veins were full of wild cherry Pepsi. This was just my first time playing in the big leads and drinking something adult-ish. And you know what? I didn't love it. I wouldn't become a regular coffee drinker until I became a parent. I've talked before about how shocking the sleep deprivation that comes along with parenting was for me. So shortly after Caroline, who is our second kid, was born, I started hitting the coffee pretty hard. I bought a French press. I started grinding my beans fresh with a hand crank every morning. I asked for a gooseneck kettle, and I even got into pour over for a hot second there. When I was on a keto diet, I did butter coffee every morning. And then about 18 months ago, I thought, you know what? I don't actually like the taste of coffee, do I? For you see, I would put so much creamer or butter or artificial sweetener or flavor in my coffee that I never became a coffee bean snob because I could never actually taste what my coffee tasted like. (laughs) I used to even joke that my coffee needed to be about the color of my winter skin. So basically... Coffee-flavored creamer is what I liked. I put a little poll up on my personal Instagram last night on Indiana Adams to see how you take your coffee, and I was surprised how many of you all just like it black. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I cannot drink black coffee. I need a splash of flavored creamer and at least a pack of Splenda. Do you know what I add to a Dr. Pepper before drinking it? A straw. That's it. So about a year and a half ago, I decided that I'd just have a cup of hot tea and a soda in the morning instead. And I haven't looked back. I haven't exiled coffee from my life. I like to hold a cup of coffee. I like the smell of coffee. I like the ritual of grinding the beans and pouring the water over the ground. I like coffee flavored ice cream and I like mud pie, which is a coffee flavored cake. I will never turn down chocolate-covered espresso beans, but when it comes to drinking black coffee, ooh, that's a hard pass. (laughs) I really only drink it if I'm under duress. That's like if I'm desperate for a pick-me-up and a caffeinated soda or a frappuccino is not an option. All of this talk about sleeplessness and naps and parenting got me thinking, what's more effective, a nap or coffee? And when you know it, researchers have figured that out too. Researchers at UC San Diego put naps and caffeine to the test. One morning, they gave 61 people a battery of memory and motor skill tests. Then half of the group took about a 90-minute nap, and the others spent their downtime listening to a book on tape and at the end swallowed a caffeine pill. The researchers woke up the nappers and tested all of the participants again. 
The caffeine group reported feeling the most alert, but they didn't act like it. The nappers netted the better scores. Isn't that interesting? The conclusion, caffeine will keep you awake, but it's no substitute for the restorative powers of sleep. A 90-minute nap that is specifically intended to prep you for an all-nighter can carry you about 8 to 10 hours. Meanwhile, 200 milligrams of caffeine will keep you going for about 6 hours, and then you'll crash. I do wonder if there's a way to combine the two, though. I wonder if I can sleep and then dream about shots of espresso. Today's sponsor spotlight is on Noonday Collection. If there's anything Noonday Collection loves, it's taking time to celebrate strong and inspiring women from all around the globe. International Women's Day was yesterday. It's a time for celebrating our differences as much as our similarities, for cheering each other on, for spotlighting our accomplishments, and for recognizing the social, economic, and cultural achievements of women everywhere. At Noonday, we believe that investing in women has the potential to transform entire communities. About 74% of our artisans who make our pieces are women. For the last decade, Noonday Collection has been my go-to stop when I want to buy someone a gift or get myself a little something. Every piece has a story of redemption, and I love that my jewelry and bags can help others flourish. I'm now an independent ambassador for Noonday Collection, which means I get to help our global artisans connect with customers here by sharing the Noonday story. You can learn more about the company, shop, and see my favorites at todaybytheway.com slash noonday. You can even sign up to host a trunk show with me in your home or online. Yes, I will come to your house and I will style you and your friends and share the Noonday story with you in person. Or we can do it together online. Visit todaybytheway.com slash noonday to shop with heart today. you did 24 hours of unplugging as part of our Today by the Way challenge this week already? Crickets. (laughs) I hear crickets. Well, Friday night to Saturday night was officially National Day of Unplugging, and I failed miserably. I needed my GPS pretty much all day Saturday. Originally, I was just going to print the maps and do it MapQuest in the early alt style, but then I realized that I'd still need the internet to print said maps. I really have no idea how I could actually unplug for a full 24 hours unless I were on vacation in a remote island. Outside of my work with today, by the way, I am a freelance social media director, which means I work online. (laughs) I don't work seven days a week, but my day-to-day life is so dependent on the internet that I'm not actually sure I can unplug. So if you've had success doing this, can you share with us how you did it? Were you under quarantine on a cruise ship? Were you vacationing somewhere remote and tropical? Did someone steal your phone and computer for a day? Gosh, the challenge two weeks ago was to just try a new part in your hair, and that was maybe the easiest one we've ever had. But this week's is proving to be the toughest. Today's good time, good deal segment is something quick. Do you know about Macaroni Kid? Macaroni Kid is a website where you can find things to do with kids locally, including which restaurants offer free kids' meals when. For instance, we live in Atlanta, and because of Macaroni Kid, I know that on Mondays and Tuesdays, my kids can get free sandwiches at Firehouse Sub, and on Saturdays and Sundays, the kids can eat free at Steak and Shake. Those are local deals to our area, so I recommend you check out your local Macaroni Kid to get the scoop on deals relevant to you. Check them out at national.macaronikid.com. Just search by state and see what they have to offer in your area. 
Before we go, I want to talk to you about some new stuff that we're going to roll out for today, by the way. We have been making this show together now for 15 weeks, so just over three months. I'm about halfway through our six-month launch period. I'd said I'd give this show every moment of my free time and all of my focus for six months to try to make this a full-time job and a real production, and I'm just so humbled by this incredible community of friends who have made this show possible. I've gotten feedback, I've asked a lot of questions, and I've tried a few things, and here's where I land. My favorite part about this show are the parts that are community-minded. This show feels different than other shows because we are trying to make it listener-focused instead of host-focused, which is really funny for a show that's essentially what's called a solo cast, i.e. a podcast that just has one coast and usually does not feature a guest. I mentioned starting a book club in the past, and I love when people call in and contribute to the show. I have a vision for an active online community that would include the book club and a watch club, kind of like a book club, but we stream something together, pen pals, and a collaborative episode where it's mostly you calling in with fun stuff. I plan to hunker down this week and get a lot of that stuff planned out and going. I'm really excited about it. If you wrote me about the book club back in December, watch your email about that this week. And know that if you want to step in and help grow our community in a creative way, please reach out. Truly, this is our show, not my show. I'm just the gal that owns the microphone and rallies the troops. Immediately, here's where I need your help. Our listenership numbers are incredible. We just passed 60,000 downloads. I am in awe. It sometimes takes other shows years to get here. But in order for advertisers to look at Today, by the way, as a viable partner, we need to double that listenership per episode. I think it's possible. I'm working on a promo video and some media pitches in order to get the word out about this show, but I saw firsthand what you are capable of. Did you know that when Today by the Way launched, we debuted in Apple Podcasts as the number two show in the kids and parenting category, right behind Finding Fred, the 10-episode Mr. Rogers docuseries? We remain one of the only independently produced shows that's a show that's done by an individual instead of backed by a studio or a media network that hits the top 25 new parenting episodes every single week. We usually fall just behind Drew Scott's show. He's the property brother that's not dating Zoe Deschanel. And this fact floors me. Basically, there's a lot of Today By The Way friends. So if we could just get all of you to invite one more friend to this party, we can add a Wednesday show and start talking about bigger projects like live shows. Can we hit that number by June 1st? I totally think we can hit that number by June 1st. If you have any ideas for marketing avenues or places where we should send our media kit, I would love for you to tell me. Email me at indiana at todaybytheway.com or DM me on Instagram at Indiana Adams. Sincerely, thank you for making this show grow. I could not do this and I would not want to do this without you. This has been my favorite three months of making online content in the last 20 years yet. And I can't wait to make more together. Okay, friend, that's it for today. Our show notes are at todaybytheway.com slash episodes, and our show's Instagram account is todaybytheway. Share the show with a friend, and if you know a celebrity, tell that celebrity how much you love being a part of the Today By The Way community. (laughs) Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. May your coffee be stronger than your child's stubbornness on this March Monday. 
mama, I am toasting you with a can of Diet Dr. Pepper Raised High. Today is a new day, and friend, I am cheering you on.